Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. I'm back in San Diego. Padres, or I should say Union Tribune sports editor. You're not the Padres sports editor. You would do some things differently. Jay Poster. <laughs> Jay, no other place to start than... Uh, it, was, it was a bad Sunday. It was a bad, bad, bad weekend in Colorado. You know, it's it's interesting, Kevin, when I went to, to tweet out the link to this this morning, and I, I just thought... And I wrote this the last time that we did this show was Friday morning and the Padres could not have been doing much better. I mean, obviously Tatis is out, but they were coming off a, a great sweep at Wrigley Field. They were, I don't know, what was it, 7, 41 and 24 or something, uh, something like that or going into Denver. Yeah, a place where they don't usually play well, but even if you figured the worst thing that could happen would be if they got swept, but it turned out they did get swept and that wasn't even close to the worst thing that, that happened. So, yeah, I mean, of all the things of all the people and you and I talked last week about, you know, Bryce Miller wrote this piece on Manny that ran in the paper yesterday about being in contention for MVP and all that. And we talked about when should we run it in print and is there any risk in holding it? And, you know, Manny could go in a slump or he could get hurt. And we were like, Manny never gets hurt. That's, you know, he might slump a little bit, but the one guy you never have to worry about getting hurt, and he gets hurt. So, you were there. Uh, I mean, I, what was the uh, what was the atmosphere like when that happened? I imagine that the Padre dugout, you know, just became uh, a place where people. Yeah, that's right. They, they, they froze. Now, obviously, there was a question as to whether they were going to challenge the play. Maybe some to do with it that no one went on the field, but but moreover. Like everyone froze except Brian Flaherty, uh, the two uh, athletic trainers, um, Dave Macias, the first base coach, uh, Matt Williams, the third base coach, went over. It was just like everyone froze. The Rockies sort of slowly walked off the field. Um, and, and as far as someone watching it, it, it was you see injuries all the time. This one was shocking. That's not Manny Machado down there. That's not the guy who's played the most games in the major leagues. The guy who, you know, somewhere in your head, you're like, this is the team right here. Like, this is the guy who has been the most valuable player on this team. I mean, Tatis is the most sensational. Tatis is whatever, the energy, whatever. Manny Machado is the most valuable player, the most indispensable player. I wrote today, he defies war. There is no replacement. Uh, There's no way to figure what he means to this team. And so, yeah. It was uh, it was a big deal. Also, it sure looked like the knee hyperextended. That it sure looked like that. Mm-hmm. Now you have in your mind also he had two fairly severe knee injuries, not so severe that they've affected him, but severe that you know he had uh, surgeries back 2013, 2014, um, and so there was a great deal of relief from the Padres. Now, maybe some of them didn't understand that there are degrees of ankle sprains and that this could be something that lingers for a couple months. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I got accused of being a killjoy when I oh said on right away for, for a change. Imagine that. Um, for for being realistic, when the, the Padres tweeted, you know, that sort of brief tweet, Manny Machado, you know, had x-rays on his ankle and they came back negative and he's got a sprained ankle. Well, if you kind of look at that with rose-colored glasses, you think, oh, okay, it's a sprained ankle. But 
you and I, have, I've been around long enough. You've been around long enough to know there are varying degrees of sprained ankles, which is what I, what I said at the time. And that was not your normal sprained ankle. I mean, I, you know, I, I am, I am the farthest thing from a doctor, but I know watching video replays of something when, when it's, when it looks bad and that looked bad, I didn't even notice his knee. I was just focused on his ankle. It just, you know, your first thought is, did he break it? Yeah. Um, and then when he walked off the field, he even slowly put a little weight on it. You're thinking, okay, me, it's probably not broken, but you know, that's still the kind of sprain. And, you know, I know the Padres have not given a timetable. Um, you know, uh, David Chow, who we have talked to many times, and I know people go, "Oh, David Chow, David Chow." Meanwhile, David Chow is pretty accurate on a lot of the, on a lot of the uh, educated guesses, if you will, that he makes on injuries. And I think he mentioned that it would be at least a month for this kind of injury. You know, and Tatis is another month or so uh, away. I mean, I. I spent the morning at my dentist this, today and he was like, how long are they going to be out? And I said, I, you know, I don't think either we're going to see either one of these guys before the all-star break. Um, you know, the all-star game is a month from yesterday. And so we're still looking at, at, at four long weeks really without, I would say without either one of them most likely coming back, but yeah, just to say, Oh, it's a sprained ankle. This is way more than a sprained ankle. And I've noticed the Padres have not given any indication of a timetable, uh, not that we should count on the Padres giving any sort of accurate timetable. And I don't even think it's because they necessarily do it on purpose. Um, I'm not accusing them of lying or anything. They're just not very good. They just don't seem to be very good at this, <laughs> estimating injuries. And maybe it's because they're trying to make it as as positive as possible. Uh, you know, it's like the way that they show replays on the scoreboard. You know, if you pretend to, if you don't show a replay, maybe the home run didn't happen or something like that. But, you know, these guys and Tatis and Machado are both going to be out for several weeks. Uh, I, I just don't see any way around that. And I, I don't know, are you, I, I don't know what you've heard since last night, probably nothing yet. I mean, the ball, you'll go down to the ballpark after we finish this and we'll certainly know more later. Yeah, and we how much more we know we'll we'll, we'll see because look that's what these things are. Everyone wants an answer. You know, it's funny. You know, everyone wants an answer. You get an answer, and are we ever going to learn about these injuries that the human <laughs> body you let it right. play out? It's player to player. I do not want to relate this to to this injury, but but I'll just tell you about high ankle sprains. And, and I use this story all the time when I talk about why I couldn't be a general manager. I covered the Angels in 1998. The Angels had built a magnificent farm system. Jim Edmonds, Garrett Anderson, Tim Salmon had brought up all these players. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, uh, Phil Nevin would be on that team. Uh, and, you know, that was before he became a really good player with the Padres. Um, <laughs> they had uh, Tory Percival. I mean, they had built up this very nice, decent second place team with, uh, farm uh, from their farm. Okay. Bill Bavese was the general manager. They decided they were going all in. They right. gave the richest contract in baseball history to Mo Vaughn, who had been a Red Sox hero yep. in the first inning of the first game. He stepped in the first base dugout to catch a uh, foul ball, high ankle sprain, and not only was Mo Vaughn not the same player that year, he was never the same player again. Now, Mo Vaughn weighed about 100 pounds more than Manny Machado. <laughs> right. I believe it was his left ankle. 
Um, and or, or or it was his right, it was his back dominant kind of like play at ankle. And so yeah. uh, I'm just saying high ankle sprains, which is what this probably is, a third degree sprain, mm-hmm. that they can be bad. Now, you know, Manny's played with bad. Manny's played with worse than we know. So I'm not equating those two things, but but this is not just like oh you rolled your ankle in, uh, in uh, second grade and you're gonna go out and uh, play the next day in the basketball on the you know at at recess. That's that's not right. what this is. Yeah, no, I mean I think this this looks like a very serious injury and and you know and, like I said I just think that we have to we have to figure that he's going to be out for at least a month. Okay. And if he's back after, I, I would say that if he's back after the all-star game, right after the all-star game, I would consider that almost a victory at this point after seeing what happened yesterday. Now he could surprise us all. He could come back in two weeks. I mean, I look, as you said, yeah. people react differently to this sort of thing, but I, I don't think anybody should look at this as anything other than at least a month long uh, injury. And you know, we know Tatis is, is, has yet to swing a bat yet. So we're looking at three to four weeks once he even does that. So the All-Star game, again, is four weeks away. So I just don't think either one of these guys comes back until then. The question then becomes, okay, now what? And, there you, go. you know, you, ha- you had, with the Padres, the best left side of the infield in Major League Baseball. I mean, you had two legitimate superstars at shortstop yeah. and third base. And right now you're going to – on the roster, at least, you're going to have some combination of Sergio Alcantara, um, Hassan Kim, and C.J. Abrams probably playing those positions. And I know Cronenworth can play short uh, as well, but that's you know if you play him at short, you've got to hold you've got to hold it second. So those three guys right now are going to have to try to fill in for two of the best players in baseball. Um, you know that's that's not a it's not a pleasing thought for anyone who who watches this team cheers for this team whatever here's the funny part is if cj abrams had gone down to the minors and raked and we had never seen him in the majors i think people would be a lot more excited about cj abrams coming up but yeah. you saw that he struggles with breaking pitches you saw you know uh, him against left-handers um and, and so now he's coming up and look, there is great, great, great promise in CJ Abrams, but to come up right now and be the replacement for Manny Machado, not that people would be excited, you know, that Manny Machado was down, but like, it's kind of like this realistic thing of, oh, wow, now we've got two 200 hitters. And, and by that, I'm giving CJ Abrams a few percentage points at this point. Yeah. Um, now maybe he is a, again, I, I wrote it today. The guy has immense confidence and, and, you know, he has incredible talent. So CJ Abrams can come up and help the Padres to win some games. This is not, mm-hmm. we just spent 10 minutes as we should have on one of the best players in the game. One of the best players to have ever played for this team. Uh, the most valuable player on this team is lost. It's a big blow. The Padres can survive the next month. Right. I, and that's the thing is I, I don't think that there's a, a situation here where like the season is in jeopardy or anything. I mean, I think this team and this, again, this is an idea where this is where the pitching has to, has to carry them. And the pitching has been a little bit shakier lately. You've got the Joe Musgrove situation that we don't know anything more about in terms of being on the COVID IL and whether he'll be able to pitch Wednesday or not. 
Uh, they do have Mike Clevenger that can come back, but um, you know, Mackenzie Gore has, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. funny. The, the big question going into the weekend in Colorado, I think we had was, um, you know, what's Mackenzie Gore going to be like? And he, he wasn't very good again. Um, but again, that's against, he said, struggle team. Um, so, you know, certainly not willing to, to, to throw him aside at this point, but there are certainly questions about him uh, right now. Blake Snell is still Blake Snell. Uh, I had to laugh today at his quote about, oh, I just got to take care of the walks. He's he's always got to – it's always one thing that he's got to take care of and everything's going to be great. But meanwhile, it's except for that little seven – what was it, seven or eight games at the end of last season before he got hurt, it's never quite all there. Um, and he wasn't bad yesterday. Um, but again, the walks – you know, the walks hurt him and then obviously uh, after he left. Uh, it's funny, I was thinking – when he gave up the hit to Crone, I was like, wow, I wonder if they should have brought in Wilson to face Crone. And then Wilson gave up the home run to the next guy anyway. So I, I'm, I'm not sure that it, that it mattered um, at that, at that stage. So Crone's the bar- best player in the world. I was barely watching. Uh, I, I have to admit, I was barely watching at that point uh, anyway. But um, I, I, I just think that the idea is that the pitching will have to carry them. Uh, you know, the next couple nights, you Darvish and Shamanaya are pitching against Arizona. They pitched against Arizona the first two games of the season, and neither one of them gave up a hit. Um, I, I don't think we can expect that again. It'd be nice to see, especially since this time maybe both of them could try to finish it out. Um, but they need to pitch well. I mean, the, the Padres need to pitch, and they their bullpen, those guys need to be better Luis Garcia, you know, looks great sometimes, but they're just it seems like every every few outings he's out there and he gives up two runs in a tie game or something like that. Um, I don't even remember what Taylor Rogers looks like. Uh it's, it seems like he's barely been out there um in the past week. You know, Wilson looked great one night, didn't look great the other. So they they are going to need to have really good pitching and and I think you should also touch on what you wrote about in your newsletter today with Bob Melvin. I don't know when Bob Melvin will be back, hopefully tonight, but as you wrote, this is the situation they got. Bob, this is why they got Bob Melvin. It, it is. And, and I mean, it became, it's become very clear why you hire an experienced manager. And I think that Bob Melvin is an excellent manager, but he's also Bob Melvin. And he walked in here and these guys were looking for a reason to believe and, and, and he gave it to him and he has been a steadying hand. And there is no doubt about that. And they need one now. And that's all there is to it. This is where it can go bad. Like, look, you know, I live in a, a cyclical world, uh, you know, where every season sort of you, you, you draw parallels. And uh, last year, the Padres were 17 games above 500 on August 11th. And you were like, this is a playoff team, okay? And who were they going to play? They were going to the uh, play the Rockies. So when I got to Denver last August uh, 12th, uh, I forget when I went, uh, the Padres yeah. were 17 games up, and they got swept. And then they went played the uh, Diamondbacks. They were no hit. Uh, it was uh, – and it went all downhill. They were 17 games up when they got to Denver on Friday. They got swept. Now they play the Diamondbacks. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that, like – that I have seen this before. I have right. seen a team implode and it wasn't that long and you all saw it as well. So um, I do think that Bob Melvin is a, is a big deal. Do, 
Bob Melvin can't go out and do the things that we've talked about for the first 15 minutes of this uh, podcast. Cannot do it. Cannot go out and pitch tonight. They need you, Darvish, to be the stopper. Can't go out and hit. Can't can't, uh, replace any of Manny's home runs or make sure that Luke Foyd is still getting an extra base hit a game. All that stuff, okay? We we need to talk about that Jerks and Profar needs to be what he was um, for two weeks, not what he was in Colorado. Though, you know, he didn't have a terrible series. Jake Cronenworth, all this. We need to talk about that. But Bob Melvin can help these guys believe that they can be that person and he cannot make mistakes uh, here and there in game management that have been made in the past. And there's there's there are ways that Bob Melvin can help this. Right. And, and you beat me to it. I was going to point out the same thing that and and I, I mean, I'm the first to to point that out, that managers are, you know, can't go out and pitch. They can't go out and hit that sort of thing. But what you said was was very well said. And these guys, are, you know, as we've talked about before, guys are going to have to play better. Uh, you know, the pitchers are going to have to be what they were earlier. Uh, Luke Voigt's going to have to continue doing what he did. Um, you know, they, they need the Eric Cosmer from the first, you know, five or six weeks or whatever that was, as opposed to what we've seen lately um, from Hosmer. They need Cronenworth to continue to hit. Uh, they need, you know, Nomar Mazzara if he's going to be the prime and he'll be the primary guy because teams throw more right-handers than than left-handers. They need Mazzara. Um, they need Trent Grisham, who has had better numbers lately. Still, you know, not quite where he should be, but better um, in the last few weeks. I think you had a note on that in your newsletter today as well about Grisham. You know, it would be nice to have Austin Nola, you know, be more of what we saw yesterday as opposed to what we've seen uh, over the past year or so since they got him. So there's a lot of guys out there who can step in and nobody's going to be Machado just like nobody was was Tatis, but it doesn't mean this team can't win. And, and I don't think, you know, over the next month, they don't need to go 20 and 10. Um, what they need to try to avoid is going 10 and 20. And I, I don't know what the exact numbers are. I didn't add up the games, but it's – they need to they need to just hang in there during this during this time period and, uh, and it is one thing i don't want to like it, it, it's going to be bad if they go 5 and you know 22 or whatever it is i'm not yeah. i'm just saying that you know i've gone over over the course of time when you're working on stories or whatever and certainly last year i was looking for parallels um there are playoff teams there are even world series teams that have losing months and and that's oh, sure. that's another reason that bob melvin was brought in right like so that one losing month doesn't become two or that two losing weeks don't become three. So, so that's the kind of thing that we're, we're going to be looking for here that, yeah, Hey, maybe they're 500 and they're, and they're wild. They're down to the sixth wild card by the time Manny and Tatis come back. Okay. All right. right. Well, maybe that's what it is. I think one thing that yesterday teaches us or should teach us just like many other things like losing two or three to the Cubs and then two weeks later sweeping them and and all that is just to teach us how long this season is yeah okay and at the end of the season if confetti is raining down on Broadway I assume that's where the parade will be at least part of it um we'll look back and there'll be the no Tatis period there'll be the no Manny Tatis period and then there will be the push, you know, to the postseason period. And that's right. how we'll look at it. Now, while we're in it, 
Bernie's like looking at every single day and, and look, that's what I do too. And then I have to step back and like even yesterday and go, you know, cause I'm already like, you know, mile high and, and like, you know, it's crazy. It's you know, every Sunday that I go to that stupid airport that's in Kansas, I'm exhausted <laughs> because games at Coors Field, even if they're only two and a half hours, you're just like on edge the whole time. Manny gets hurt. It's just a long day. And I got to step back and go, is this as bad as it seems? Right. 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 And, uh, sometimes you got to ask yourself, is this as good as it seems? But never when you're leaving Coors Field. Um, so, so you got to ask yourself that, right? Like I remember being in Denver last June, Manny wasn't doing so hot. And I wrote in my newsletter for this team to be any good. Manny Machado has to be better. Like the next day, Manny Machado began the month of his career. Now, not mm-hmm. because he read the newsletter, probably someone close <laughs> to him did. Manny pretends he doesn't hear or read anything, but, right. um, but anyway, I, I remember it being like, you know, Manny is playing bad and Baba, he's got to be better. Like you just, you got to get perspective and, and, and you just remember things about seasons where like, it just seems bad and then it gets good or it seems good and then it gets bad. That's what this season is. Yeah. And I'll, I'll try not to look at the schedule and see that there's four games against the Dodgers at the end of next week. Uh, but look, the Dodgers lost Mookie Betts. I mean, obviously the, He's a pretty good player. Um, the Dodgers lost, lost Walker Bueller and Mookie Betts, and you're like, wow. Oh, right. there goes Manny. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that you know, Dustin May hasn't pitched for them all year. I mean, that's another, you know, he's a he's a starter. And and so uh, there, hey, there's a lot. Here's Go one. Ahead. Jay, do you know who scored fewer runs at Coors Field earlier this year? The Mets. Yes. In a three-game series. Do you know who right. scored the exact same number of runs in a three-game series at Coors Field earlier this year? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah. Now, those teams, I think, won two or three. But nonetheless, yeah. you know. Actually, I think the Dodgers lost uh, yes. to, start the, they, to yeah. start the season. Not made a split, but whatever. So, anyway, and and what's really bad for the Padres is that in three weeks, they have to go back to Coors Field for four more games. Um, this, you know, this place that's become their the their personal horror show it's become it's like worse than st louis now um, yeah patrick saunders uh, uh wrote yesterday it's the padres nightmare on blake street that's what yeah. they, uh, they yeah the on no blake. it's very it's very true but you know there are a lot of uh it's interesting a lot of games uh, as i look at the schedule uh they have the four with the phillies this weekend and two with seattle uh the fourth and fifth of july all the other games from now to the all-star break are against division opponents so you know you've got you've got Arizona, uh, eight games against Arizona between now and the All Star break. Um, you know four games against the Dodgers, four games against the Giants, four games against the Rockies. So it's not like these you know all these teams can be beat. You know they they're not playing the they're not playing the Yankees. Um, so uh, who can be beat if you score a lot of runs? Yeah, uh, but <laughs> the bottom line is. It, this is bad. There's no you, – you cannot overstate that this is a bad thing to happen. It doesn't have to define the Padres. It doesn't have to be the end of the season. You know, they have a uh, $200-plus million payroll. They should be able to withstand this if some of these guys that are getting this money play like that. But the, at, they are it's down. They aren't getting the money. They are, right. They are down three starters. I mean, uh, you know, three out of nine – everyday players because if you count will myers they're down three and they if they got a couple other guys that you know we could factor in that maybe they're down those guys too but those are the guys look 
Luke Voigt looked like a looked like a basket case the first part of the season. And, you know, now he's he's hitting balls all over the place. And I, I, I just wonder, Kevin, do you think he's about to start a fashion trend at all? This was something Don and Mud, of course, could not talk enough about on the on the broadcast. But the chest moss, as they call it. I was going to say, opening, which, which part of Luke's look? Because it's, I think it's the, all. I think that with the with the chest moss, as they as they put it, with the with the shirt, and and I think one of them said, you know, maybe he needs to go one more button down, and the other one said, no, that it's not even a it's not even a uniform at that point. But uh, anyway, that's the kind of stuff they need. They need Luke Voigt to step up, and they need some other guys to step up, and they need to keep pitching and and just to hang in there. During yeah. this uh, during this period, Luke Voigt knows it. Um, and and look, Luke Voigt played in New York, and you know, yeah, uh, sure. But he's look, he's gonna strike out. He's gonna have his uh, his golden sombreros. He's gonna uh, you know, have his and everybody uh, three doubles. Everybody can't work. start trying to to be Manny Machado is the other thing, and that's where I think Melvin uh, comes yes. into play. Is that these Remember guys? Remember how many games even with who Manny you are. Machado. And and that meant that and sometimes Manny Machado was one for four, or zero for four, or whatever. But remember how many games they won, two to one, and and yeah. three to two, because of Real. what Jay said was number one, and so did some players yesterday. The pitching that was their solace when Manny Machado was was active, and that will be their solace now that he's not. Real quick for those for those who have hung around for this long, uh, and probably wondering, we talk about this. Is there a, is this a situation? And we do, we've talked about this several times, but is this a situation where the Padres need to go get somebody and go get a bat? Uh, but, and again, I don't know who's out there. I don't know what you have to give up. But is is this a case? How how I guess I'll put it this way: How important is it for the Padres to go get somebody at this point? Well, I think it's perfect that we talked about all the guys that need to do something because that's that's important, right? That's the that's the given. That's the absolute. It's already here. These guys are here. Got to do it. I also believe that the urgency ramped up. They were going to get a bat, and now they have to get a bat. Okay, whether that's going to happen right away, because guess who knows they need a bat? Every other team, everyone so, else, right? Uh, it's not like you were. It was automatic. We've talked ad nauseum on here, or maybe we haven't talked about it enough because it's been that bad. But you know, are you going to get really that excited about who it is that AJ Preller goes and gets? Um, because of, of the history. But look, he's also done a really good job constructing this roster in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you got to have faith that he will go find uh, somebody. Um, but yes, they were going to anyway at some point. And I think that the urgency on that is is ramped up. As you said, Jay, who is that? I, I <laughs> Who is that? And, and, and what are you giving up? Here's the difference. You've got the pitching. You basically went all in on that pitching. You believe you have a World Series team. Like, you were willing to give up prospects before. You were willing to make big trades before. It's time to go get somebody. I uh, I had to I had to laugh. I, I do know one guy who I bet you could get. Adam Frazier. Um, our, our old friend Matt Calkins, who worked here, wrote a column over the weekend about there are two guys that the Mariners acquired, I guess, during the offseason, uh, Adam Frazier and Jesse Winker, and neither one of them has been any good. And, and I, I, did, I will admit I did not read the column because I don't even have to because I already know Adam Frazier is not very good. We knew that when he came here. The, the average was a mirage. It was a bad deal. Whatever they gave up. I mean, Jack Sawinski, yes, he hit three home runs yesterday. He also is hitting 230 with a 296 
on base percentage. I looked that up uh, because I didn't know if it would be something that that uh, that came up today. I don't know that Jack Sawinski would be the answer to any of their problems at this point, but just not another Adam Frazier. Just that that would be my big uh, th- that would be my request. Not another Adam Frazier. And here's your other thing: is is it going to be an infielder? Is it someone who plays first base and third base? Like. Who is it? Because, you know, Manny Machado will come back, and so will Fernando Tatis. Right. And are you replacing, like I said, Trent Grisham has a 344 on base percentage over the last month. Um, Nomar Mazara is here, and you're thinking, okay, well, he's at least hitting three-something, and, you know, he has pop. I mean, I'm not saying that if you can't get somebody, you go get them, and that is, you know, a bona fide veteran bat. I'm just saying, like, where is this person Fitting. So there's just a lot to consider. No. Right? Absolutely. They can't be, you know, maybe over the next three days, whoever's pitching goes out and they sweep the Diamondbacks and they feel a little bit better because, okay, yeah, the pitching stabilized. But yeah, I think they need a bat. Yeah. And, and I was we'll pushing see. back on that. I thought, I know both of our columnists got all sorts of hits and everything by writing columns that, you know, the Padres need. I was kind of pushing back on that. Like, yes, they are going to get a bat. They're going to make a trade. But but this knee-jerk reaction, first off, I knew it wasn't going to happen. And I felt like, let's just calm down on this team a little bit. But now I am a part of the chorus that says they need to get a bat. Okay. I'm not convinced that that – to me, it's very much about who are you giving up. To do that, okay. I, I am. Uh-huh. I, I am I not trading. Ro- I'm not yeah. trading Robert Hassel. Uh, you know, unless I'm getting a star in okay. in return. There you go. I'm not trading C.J. Abrams. You know, not trading Mackenzie Gore. That kind of stuff. So right. we'll they see. they tried um, to get Jose Ramirez, guys, and he yeah. got a no trade pact in his 190 right. million dollar deal because his wife right. likes Cleveland. I don't know what to say. You know, that would be a great one, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. that's not happening. Ty France. Now that's not happening either because he's the franchise right. player in Seattle, or he's not because they got the, the Wonder Kid. But you know, Ty yeah. France is you know one of the faces of that franchise now. So I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't either. We we just had the uh, the thirty minute tone went off there. I don't know if you heard it, um, but it's a silent anyway, tone. I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back in town, and I will hopefully see you out at the ballpark at some point this week and we will come back uh i cannot do this on thursday so we'll have to do it on friday with the uh, philly series uh, one game in but uh should be an interesting week that's for sure look forward to it thanks everybody